Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Welcome to Dress to Manifest. I am so excited about today's guest episode with Sinead Khan, who is a content creator and uh, works in marketing by day. Her whole vibe is about living loudly online. She is a fellow Leo like me, and she is all about the intersection between self-love and slow fashion, which is so important. And it's going to be such a great conversation to dive into today. And we're just going to, we're already vibing. We were talking before this call Mm. and um, our mutual friend, Ella, who is my uh, marketing assistant and podcast editor connected us. And we are already like, fiery leo vibes are real right now for sure for sure they're emanating across the atlantic (laughs) (laughs) yes and can you tell our listeners more about you and where you're based so they can understand like that it is so magical that we're able to connect in this moment Mm, yeah first of all thank you so much for having me ariel which by the way was my favorite disney princess was was always been ariel so um love that i'm so happy to realize ariel childhood me is so happy yeah thank you for having me um on your wonderful podcast um so i'm coming to you from my flat in london um i imagine the weather is very different you can see i'm wearing a fleece today because it's it's quite chilly for us here it's a bit cold here um and yeah it's it's the evening i just finished my day working from home I lit a candle to really set the scene for this discussion we're about to have it's so funny because I literally lit two candles before I just logged on to something Um, about it you know I just it sets the vibe right it's like an intention setting thing right for sure all about romanticizing the life one of them's a Leo Mm -hmm. candle and one of them's a Venus candle wow (laughs) that was appropriate (laughs) very appropriate Yes. So I really love your content because I feel like you put a lot of relatable and humorous sort of ways of looking at uh, slow fashion and just making it approachable. So I'm really excited for our listeners to like get a taste of that. But first, let's start with your fashionista origin story. I'd love to hear more about that. And are there any core memories that you have of falling in love with fashion? Because as a fellow 90s Leo, I think that there's going to be a lot of overlap in the things that really Mm. influenced us. For sure. So um, fashion really is in my blood because my grandmother was a seamstress um, and my mother also is a very keen seamstress. And my mom was also in the 1980s. My my parents are originally from India and... um, they're first generation immigrants in the UK and um, when my mom was in India she actually modeled for Yves Saint Laurent in one of the first international fashion shows in India so that's incredible like that's like that when you have that it's like that setting like okay grandma's a seamstress and my mom was a model and she's super into clothes too it it was kind of inevitable I think and to kind of add another layer to that, my first cool memory of fashion is my parents were also musicians, which is really, really cool. But my mom, I remember her getting ready for gigs when I was younger and she would go out and perform and she would put on these like amazing sparkly outfits. And you can, you know, as a child, like it was like she was my Barbie doll. I was like, 
oh my god mom wear this like do this like I, I would watch her getting ready and it was just like the most magical thing because she'd be my mom and she'd be running around and she'd just like transform and be this like diva icon I mean she's still a diva icon to me whatever she wears but I think growing up with that I, I always loved like the the glamour of it all the transformational aspect um but also I think with my my mom being an immigrant and, and coming from a seamstress family I always kind of grew up with the idea that you didn't have to spend a lot to look very good and it, it wasn't about how much the clothes cost but how you put it together and with a needle and thread you can like really make magic happen so I think yeah it, I think that explains a lot when you look at my page I think when you when you have that background context it's like yeah okay yeah I get it now <laughs> oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing that is absolutely incredible that um it was just permeating throughout your family like fashion and just this love of style and I love what you said about how it doesn't need to necessarily be like super expensive it's about how you style it how you put your heart into it and that it's yeah fashion is in your DNA and I am like also very like amazed by the serendipity here because my grandmother is also a seamstress Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And like wow. she actually made like all the bridesmaids gowns for my um for my mom and their wedding, my mom and dad's wedding. And then I I know that I don't think she was a seamstress for as long, but my other grandma was as well. And then my family also immigrants. Um there for so I guess like I'm second generation because they were the first generation that was born. Mm -hmm. Um uh, in the Philippines. And then I was the first generation oh. born in America. So it's so cool to see how like that's really informed kind of like a lot of the perspective I think we have on style being so yeah. much about self-expression first instead of like how much we spend or like you know being Absolutely. a certain like elitist sort of thing like it's very mm. much more about who we are on the inside so I think that is so cool and like I guess that I'm gonna just go ahead and go into the question that I had mm. later on, but I feel like it's so relevant to this topic. Um, I feel like for us, our self-love journey, because that's where we super overlap in the way we talk about style, I work with my clients to unlearn and shed stories that tell them that they aren't enough as they are. And I, I have had to do that myself over the years. And I know that through your content, you've shared the same thing. So I would love for you to share with our listeners, like, what are the stories or patterns that you unlearned on your path to loving yourself more fully? And I feel like, especially with the lens of like us being daughters of immigrants with our, like, you know, our family history, um, it's just even more of a powerful sort of um, story. Absolutely. And thank you for like the way you've led in that question is, is really beautiful. I love it. And um, I, I think when, when we talk about fashion, we talk about slow style, like the, you mentioned you use the word elitist right and I think fashion is an elitist industry right it's you think of fashion you think of a likely thin white rich woman and mm -hmm. I, I know that it's changing and there's been a great strides in diversity over the last few years but it's still elitist is is the word and you know in terms of body in terms of race in terms of class and so I think for me on my self-love journey there was a lot I had to unlearn and one of my most the post that I'm most proud of is um it's a pinned post on my Instagram so you go check it out at the Sinead Khan um it the reason I'm referencing it is because I think it 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 articulates and depicts exactly what I've been through and 
the first picture it it says what Instagram sees and it's a picture mm. of me looking super confident I can't lie I look hot as hell I'm wearing yes. a really gold dress and I'm like sitting there like looking like I am the shit because I am the shit but you swipe to the next slide and it says what Instagram didn't see and it's a list of all the things that I had to unlearn so growing up um uh, brown skinned and you know Indian in a very white part of England I never felt beautiful I never saw myself represented in media I thought that to be considered beautiful I had to be white I had to be blonde um I had to just fit into something that I just didn't see and I, I it to people look at me today and I a comment I get a lot is you're so confident which is amazing because I love being told I'm confident I think that's a wonderful thing to be um, but the journey to get there, there was a lot I had to unlearn, you know, even in the way I dress, like showing off my body, I still find like, I'm like, oh God, I'm showing too much skin. What are people going to think? Like, what is someone going to say? I'm not being modest enough. And like having to unlearn that being like, no, actually you're, you're not a bad person or you're not, you know, like a slut I say in invited comments or you, it's okay to be those things. You can reclaim those words. And, um, those were just some of the things and I think learning that it was okay to be in brackets again like too much like mm -hmm. it's okay to turn up the volume it's okay to take up space as women we're told so often to shrink ourselves to turn down the volume especially as women of color you add another layer to it so yeah there's so much I had to unlearn in that sense and then I think with style I think there's a whole other question the things that you have to unlearn but like we already talked about the idea that you have to pay a lot of money or wear designer clothes to look good or be considered stylish that's something that I'd love for people to really unlearn yes definitely because it's not true like you could shop high low you can thrift you can get vintage mm -hmm. you can inherit things from within your own family there's so many ways to go um, about it so mm -hmm. many possible you can create your own clothes and mm -hmm. I think that it's just it opens up a whole world of also just unique self-expression for people because it, it's like instead of relying on always like whatever is out there you can also bring something to life that's completely within your imagination with the resources you already have which I think mm -hmm. is so cool and I think that it's also very like a very valuable skill set to have because our like with the cycle like the trend cycle, it used to be like a 20 year trend uh, phenomenon mm -hmm. where it was like the uh, styles would kind of circulate back, but be kind of refreshed and modernized. So it's like right now we can see like the early 2000s mm -hmm. has come back so hard and it's kind of re been reinvented to uh, a kind of a 2023, 2022 standard. But even within that, the aesthetics within TikTok and Instagram and social media are just making it more rapid where I'm seeing yeah. things from like not that long ago, maybe 10 yeah. years ago coming back yeah, and like people feel this like uh, need to like, you know, go and keep up. So it's very startling to see like TikTok kids, like, I don't want to say kids, that's rude. TikTok teenagers, no, but yeah. <laughs> TikTok yeah. teenagers who are like, oh my gosh, like I'm dressing like Bella Swan from yeah. like breaking dawn and that was when we were 18 and it's just yeah. such a it just f's with your mind and so all that to say is like with our styles changing over time like what were some of your style eras and then how would you describe your personal personal style now and 
how would you like suggest incorporating slow fashion into that perspective of like supporting you through your own style evolution because I feel like people Mm. are so caught up in like wanting to keep up with trends sometimes yeah and obviously that's not like sustainable but we also want to respect our own um, ability to change so it is like a fine balance right yeah you know I think it's a great question because you do want your your style is going to evolve it's you know in the last few years alone through the external forces of, you know, pandemic. Before the pandemic, I was going to an office and I had to wear corporate clothes a lot. In a post-pandemic world, I'm working from home a whole lot more. I'm in a new job where I don't have to dress as corporate. So Mm -hmm. by nature, my style has changed. I have all these corporate dresses that I don't need. And I'm kind of in a dilemma of like, well, you know, half my wardrobe is unwearable. I do need new clothes to to suit this new way of life. So I think it's about honoring that and being really intentional about what you're moving towards so understanding what your current wardrobe looks like and understanding what you what what is missing from it and what you want to transition it into because like I think but the nature of consumption yes like we shouldn't be buying new clothes but in reality we are going to have to bring in new clothes at some point like you say to match our style as it's evolving and match our new you know as 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 people as we evolve or just from a practicality point of view um so I think it's about exploring all your options about mm-hmm. you know secondhand as we already mentioned customizing clothes if you can you can you dye clothes I'm a big fan of dyeing clothes if I can with fabric oh dyes gosh. like I it's love transformed that. it's an easy way to fix things and um to give things a new lease of life um I can think back to so when I was a teenager I had a real emo phase I was super into my chemical romance and I think you were as well like, <laughs> you know I was in that teen angst era so um I, I do have a couple of t-shirts from that time that I still wear um you know there are clothes that by nature as well you you don't fit into I'm, I'm a big believer in not holding on to clothes that that don't fit you because I, oh, I, I yes. believe that Amen. that you know the clothes it's not your body that needs to change it's the clothes I think a real toxic element of fashion is the whole body image angle and the idea that um you have to look thin and you have to look a certain way in order to look good and I know I've been guilty of it for so long of holding on to clothes and we've all felt it we're like oh, I, can, I can just pull the zip up or you oh know when God, I lose, yes. a few, lose weight I'll then I'll fit into that but no I believe the clothes should fit you and you deserve to wear clothes that fit you comfortably and you shouldn't have to squeeze yourself into clothes. Um, so it's acknowledging those things to, to come back to the point about evolving with style areas. Yeah, you are going to want to buy new clothes and your style will change and that's beautiful. Um, but being really intentional with it, I think is the key to it. It's setting out with, I want, I want my wardrobe to be more fun. I don't have to be corporate anymore. Or I want my wardrobe to show people I'm a boss take me really seriously and I think just just have direction with it and you'll be fine I love that intention and direction because it's true that a lot of the things like I have some from my corporate days like some blazers that you know I wear it with something sexy underneath Mm -hmm. now and it's got a different sort of like like you said, lease on life than it knew before. Yeah. It's like, oh, like she's wearing us real different now. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I think that's another really good slow fashion trick is thinking of new ways to style something that you've had all the time. Like mm-hmm. the blazer is a wonderful example. It can be when like paired with like work slacks and a shirt. It's like, okay, yeah, she needs business. But 
actually yeah wear it with a little bralette underneath yeah. wear it with nothing underneath like hey, yes. there's so many different ways you can reinvent something for sure it's it's about I think a lot of creative ingenuity it sounds like which I think is mm-hmm. it's fun and I think once we tap into that instead of like this feeling of overwhelm of like needing to do everything perfectly with our consumption or needing to get everything right and like kind of like we mm-hmm. have a little bit of a rigidity with ourselves oh I have to do everything perfect in order to make a difference when really just like those simple things compounded over time makes such a huge difference in our consumption mm-hmm. and like our impact Absolutely. on the world because if all of us just did that imagine like the ripple effect of that absolutely yeah never underestimate it may seem like one small thing but I I believe that on massive it has a massive impact yes and I love that because it's like really an act of creativity self-expression self-love and you know again for the greater good but bringing it down to more of like an individual level for ourselves. Like I love your hashtag and you're saying dressed like I love myself. Uh, You should go check out that hashtag to see all of Sinead's amazing outfits. (laughs) And I wanted to just ask because I, my, you know, the saying for me on this podcast, the title of this podcast, Dressed to Manifest. So I have my own story with how that developed within my life. But when did you begin claiming that as a mantra for yourself And how do you personally put it into practice in your life, especially given like everything we talked about unlearning all the things and especially as women of color um, and daughters of Mm. immigrants, it's like, how do we dress like we love ourselves? I'd love to swap stories about that. Yeah, definitely. So for me, dressing like I love myself came around during the pandemic. So it was a time when like everyone, I was locked down, I was at home and at first I'd you know, I'd, I'd gone from working five days in the office and having to like dress up every day, which I love doing, but you know, it's kind of exhausting to just being in the house all the time. And I was like, this is great. I'm just going to wear like slouchy clothes. I'm just going to wear like leggings and a shirt every single day. And you know, like the first month pandemic went by and that was fun. And then the second month I'm like, why am I not feeling great? You know, why am I just not feeling like mm-hmm. myself? And I was doing like many people, I was doing that yoga with Adrian um oh my gosh I didn't know that that was such a that was such a thing that we all went through because I totally (laughs) she carried me through that planet shout out to because she shout out to you Yoko amazing yeah I love I love and she said she always she always slips in in a lot of her videos she would say like move like you love yourself I was like that's beautiful and then you know I was like taking out my outfit for the day and I was like pulling out another pair of leggings I was like hang on like what if I dress like I love myself like I'm doing so many other things to help me through this tough time like I'm eating like I love myself I'm cooking like nourishing foods but also treating myself I'm working out because I love my body mm-hmm. and you know I, I, I want to feed my mind and soul I'm journaling I'm, I'm doing fun things you know how what if I dress like I love myself how would that look and so you know I I, I, I believe that I, I think there's a lot of style like I guess advice out there there is like you have to look you know 100% all the time and that's just not realistic so for me dressing like I love myself is asking myself literally if I love myself what kind of clothes would I wear today mm-hmm. if I if I love myself I sure as hell wouldn't be wearing something itchy or tight or something yes. that does not match who I want to be So it's leaning into the fact that every day is going to be different. So today, dressing like I love myself, as you can see, I've been working from home today. 
I'm wearing a fleece. It's very soft and comfortable and it's thrifted as well. Um, but it's pink. It's in a fun color that is my favorite shade of pink. And I'm wearing some leggings that are comfortable because who wants to be working at home from home in like anything but an elasticated waistband, right? And tomorrow I'm going to the office. So dressing like I love myself will look very different. I want to, you know, um, embody an energy that says I'm here, I'm showing up for work, I'm energized, I'm ready to be creative. And that outfit will look very different. I haven't decided what I'm wearing yet. But dressing like you love yourself is essentially that it's leaning it's meeting yourself where you are every single day and again being intentional about the person that you want to be and the person you want to manifest I guess you know it's, yes. it's, just, it's the same thing just packaged up differently mm, I love that I really feel like for sure we have the same core philosophies of self-love um it really is so much about holding space for our multitudes and that's mm. going to look different every day because I, I feel like when my clients are, Ariel, does that mean I have to dress to the nines every day? Oh no, Ariel, like, does that mean I have to dress like this? What if I want to dress comfortable? I'm like, then dress comfortable. Like, I, I always mm -hmm. want to be transparent as a stylist. Like, I'm not always dressed super, super, like, fancy. Mm -hmm. Like, I dress in, you know, what I find to be, like, elevated loungewear for myself because that is, like you said, dressing to love myself. Um, like I obviously like, I'm going to feel different, like wearing my silk pajamas versus like my old high school, yeah. like musical fader t-shirt and like pajamas. <laughs> oh, you're such a Leo. Such a Leo musical fader. <laughs> so yeah, I love, I love that like really overlap there with our philosophies, like the root being self-love and just like you said, like meeting yourself where you're at like not holding yourself to like rigid standards of like this is who I always have to be this is who I always have to dress like um I saw one of your um reels where you were like you know this usually this like flouncy lavender dress which is so funny because that's like my default but you were like it's not really always me. it's not really me like most of the time but it's me mm -hmm. today and that's okay yeah. and just giving ourselves that radical self-acceptance of like not of not expecting ourselves to be this yeah to be stagnant to we're we're really like the ocean where we come in waves mm -hmm. we're gonna look different we're we're gonna like yeah, be sure. like up here we're gonna be like washing on the yeah. shore and just respecting ourselves because you know I think that we all respect or, or at least hopefully <laughs> those listening mm -hmm. I know are my people respect mm -hmm. nature um, yeah. but we ourselves are a part of nature and we're not separate from nature. So yes. yes. And I think it comes down, like you said, and learning, asking yourself, am I wearing this? Cause I genuinely love it. And I love how I feel in it. Or am I wearing this? Cause I think I should be wearing this cause it's on trend. Cause I saw someone on TikTok wearing it because mm -hmm. I saw, I, I, I saw Rihanna wearing this and I think I should be wearing this or, you know, it's, it's really unlearning, like you say. And then what you just said there about loving respecting nature you know I, I always think like would someone who dressed like they love themselves and would someone who loved themselves shop at fast fashion all the time knowing that workers aren't paying knowing that it's you know polluting the environment and contributing to global warming would someone mm -hmm. who loved themselves buy into that kind of thing like I think it's a really powerful way it's, it, you know and it's all connected yeah where we can't like just see ourselves as oh like 
all of nature is out here and I'm in here and I'm completely separate because like we ourselves are cyclical we ourselves are impacted by everything going on in the world and um it's just having that like you said mindfulness awareness and yeah I think it's important too for our listeners to know like you don't have to get things perfect all the time but just every time you take like the next right step really makes it makes a difference it really does over time Mm -hmm. yeah but um I feel like this question is like a little bit like a little bit late but just to uh, clarify for for the audience like how would you define slow fashion yeah oh no this is a great question because I think again we have an idea of what it should be and I'm very conscious that the idea of sustainability there's kind of a holier than thou like very active approach like you Mm -hmm. can never buy from slow fashion and you can never buy anything new but I think it's ultimately about being intentional it's about when you do buy from slow fashion because like you know let's talk about affordability how many things are you buying are you thinking about hey I can wear this piece with six different things in my wardrobe oh it goes with that top and I can picture myself wearing this to work oh and I can wear this to meet my friend for coffee at the weekend oh and I can wear this for a night out that's fine you're getting your mileage out of it that's intentional but it's when you are on autopilot like you're you know you've got to eat it an ad targeted to you and you're like oh yeah I'll just buy that like no intent there that's where you end up with things in your wardrobe collecting dust that's when we end up with things going to landfill that's when we end up with um wasting our own time and money in Mm -hmm. wardrobe space and eventually you know I'm a big believer in taking responsibility for our clothes there's a lot of um you can read articles out there about where do our clothes actually end up because Mm -hmm. it's very hard to actually recycle clothing and quite often here you call them thrift stores in the in the states here they're charity shops like our charity shops are becoming overrun like they're turning away donations because they're so full of fast fashion and you've got to ask yourself where where does it end up so like really thinking of that big picture that to me is what slow fashion is and it's it's working with what you have um but ultimately it's about intent Mm, that is so so good and I hope that that really inspires those who are listening that you know, that we can just start small and every step mm-hmm. we take towards just being intentional really matters. And I I really love what you said too about like um, just having different ideas instead of just consuming mindlessly um, because it is so easy to, and there's like, you know, we've mm-hmm. all done it. Uh, we've all just been like, oh, that's really pretty. I just want to feel like Rihanna or you know, mm. Beyonce, or just like in that sweater Ariana Grande has, and we've all done it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think and you it's, can, yeah, you can, of course, it's, of it's, course. you can, but, but it's releasing the shame, I think, and just making yeah. sure that we can use it multiple times. And I do remember you posted something about cost per wear, which I think is so important. So I'd love for you to share about that, like mm. the idea of cost per wear, um, how you practice that. Yeah, I will. I will talk about cost per in a minute, but I do have a question for you because I'm oh, yes, curious. Yes. Do you, do any of your clients from your work? Do they? How do they view slow fashion? Are they? Do they ever have any fears about it, or do you find people like want to do better and they just don't know where to start? I'm I'm just curious. Yes, I feel like there's a lot of people who I know or who I've just heard their concerns where they want to do better, but then they don't really like know where to start or it's a little bit overwhelming or they kind Mm -hmm. of 
see the things that they already own is not good enough. And when I work with my clients, I always say like, okay, we're not doing that thing. We're on makeover TV shows, even though I loved them growing up, dumping everything <laughs> in the dumpsters and the trash cans and it's all gone. No, like we're going to look and mm. we're going to make sure it's intentional, like you said, and make sure that there's things that we can repurpose. Like if you really love something and we can make it work, then it doesn't make sense to me to get yeah. rid of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent and advocate for the maybe pile, which I think is funny because um, I think in these makeover shows or just in makeover media, sort of glow up media, I guess, like people mm. don't really expect me to say honor your comfort zone, but it's such a huge yeah. important part to me where if you don't feel ready to release something, then don't like just put it in the pile Obviously, it's a little different if it doesn't fit you, but if you have workout goals to like just feel healthier, to um, get fit, whatever it may be, and like, you know, I really think that that's your choice to keep it if you really, if it aligns mm -hmm. with your goals, but if not, if it's just anything that makes you feel ashamed, that's for me when it has yes. to go. That's pretty oh, much that's the big one. of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... Um, Oh, it's gone from my head now. Um, well, we just, the maybe pile. Yeah, that was it. Because I, I, I'm a big believer that um, last few has made good decisions. And there's something about that piece that you liked. Maybe you're not wearing it, but what is it? I think it, it has a lot of information in that. You know, like, what was it in that dress that drew you to it? There was something mm -hmm. about it that you wanted to be that person. So, like, go down that rabbit hole, really interrogate what it was that drew you to that item and how can you embody that in other ways in using other items of clothing? Like I always believe in that. But anyway, plus power, that's, that was the question that you, let's, let's go okay. back to that. Yeah. I just wanted that little no, I'm, there, but I, I, this is great. I was, I'm genuinely so interested to know. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that um, about your clients. But plus power is something, so I discovered during the pandemic, a uh, digital wardrobe app called Wearing. Um, I can't remember how I found out about it, actually, um, but it's essentially, it, it is an app where you can log your whole wardrobe. So like um, oh. in, in Clueless, you know, Cher has the amazing digital wardrobe where she can pick her outfits. Iconic, and, um, yes. It takes a lot of work. Like I, I did this, this was a lockdown job. I took pictures and logged every single one of my items of clothing and if you put in the cost of them and you you know you're diligent about logging your outfits you'll get a cost per wear figure so I committed last year to logging every single one of my outfits every day mm -hmm. I updated my wearing up every single day so I could get a cost per wear and of all my items and I mean there was part of it that was shameful it was really helpful because I could see oh my god I'm not wearing this I've been holding on to this I'm not wearing this I can get rid of this like let me just get rid of it um but it, it showed me, wow, like, uh, you know, I I bought a pair of shoes. It, I thrifted them when I visited the States last year, right? These sneakers for $15. And I think by the end of the year, like the cost per wear was like 50 cents. Like, it was like, wow, it, it was actually really reassuring because it was like, wow, I'm making the right choices. Like, this was a good investment. My cost per wear is so low. I'm wearing this. So it then meant when I think about um like investing in shoes or belts like I'm like wow I, the cost per wear goes down so quickly I get wear out that it, it's a good it's a good investment I can then see that like oh yeah unsurprisingly I will keep going back to this example but my corporate dresses they're getting nowhere like they're <laughs> uh -huh. I haven't logged one wear in them like um 
so it's it's really helpful data and information and you know you you don't have to make the app but i you know make it make an account with the app and start using the app if you don't want to i understand it's not for everyone but um i think it's something to think about when you're buying a piece of clothing you may think oh yeah the value i'm sure you know of course if something's cheaper the cost per wear is going to be lower immediately but think about in the long term you know is it better to buy one thing that was maybe more expensive at the outset but actually you're going to wear it a lot so you know who cares rather than you know five cheap things that you're going to wear once you know it, yes. it gives you something to think about it really affirms like that you know saying that we all say all the time not just in our clothes with relationships with whatever it may be but quality over freaking quantity right oh yeah and absolutely. I I love that like I, I understand what you mean by like it's not for everyone everyone because it might you know it maybe it's a lot for people or it kind of depends mm -hmm. on your personality I'm personally really loving that and want to try that myself but I think it's really amazing just to to see it just to even the idea and the concept of the app kind of sparks something of like just being more aware and also if you have that type of personality where for me I feel like I would get like such a sense of achievement seeing like the cost oh, per wear go down kind of like a game absolutely so my Venus is in Vago and I love, love that like I there is a strong Vago tendency in me and yeah so like this, this satisfaction of seeing all my clothes logged in that app and also like the response every time I buy a new item of clothing I'm like well that number is going to go up on my app like it, it, it's a sense of responsibility like I've got to, like I've got to take responsibility for it I'm going to see that number of clothes go up in my wardrobe like oh my god it is a real accountability and not in a shameful way I think it's quite a nice way I want to add like I, I know we've talked a lot about shame and I, I don't want people to feel you feel shame at all but it is a nice way to feel accountability if you do feel that you want that if you know it's there mm, I love that I really love your message with that but also the fact that like your Venus and Virgo is so reflected <laughs> in that like I would love to know and we're gonna talk about obviously you being a Leo but mm -hmm. what are do you know your other placements I do so fasten your seatbelt because this is a good oh, this is good fastening it right now kinda, <laughs> so I actually have four Leo placements in my birth chart my sun moon mercury and midheaven are all in Leo and um I also have four Scorpio placements as well so heavy on the Leo heavy on the Scorpio um, my rising is Scorpio I can't remember where the other Scorpio placements are but yeah basically that's my birth chart and then the Venus in Virgo is the other one I remember but yeah the heavy on the Leo energy um for sure what about you oh my god I am like I am seriously in shock in the best way. I am delighted <laughs> because it makes so much freaking sense. You heard it here now, everybody. Astral another if astrology isn't real moment. Um, we have so much overlap in our philosophies, and I really think it's like our energies interplaying because mm -hmm. I have Leo Sun, Venus, Mercury. So I have a Leo stellium wow. all in my seventh house of Libra, which is all about like aesthetics, beauty. And then mm. I have Scorpio moon and midheaven. So that's like literally my Scorpionic mm -hmm. placement is in career and, you know, Scorpio is so much about transformation. Yeah. And then I have a Capricorn rising. So that's like my kind of, you know, like I'm going to be a girl boss. Like, mm, girl <laughs> like, boss hustle hard. Girl yeah. boss hustle like placement. And um, it's like girl boss in a reclaimed word way, like not 
you know that kind I know, of I know I get 2014 <laughs> version the upgraded and so I just mm-hmm. find it really beautiful that like there's this transformational aspect with style for us it's so much about creativity self-expression um it's always about the inner world coming out uh with when you have leo and scorpio it's like it's never just about the clothes mm-hmm. it really isn't no, when you- it is about being so much deeper absolutely yeah so um learning about my birth chart has been so interesting I remember when I discovered that I had four Leo placed I was like this makes so much sense like both my parents are musicians and like I grew up in this kind of crazy world like in that sense like it it, it all makes sense really (laughs) but your Venus and Virgo made me like like it made me go like you know like that the emoji with like the eyes that are like oh like because your Venus and Virgo really it's like the final piece of the puzzle here where for me, my Venus is in Leo, but Venus in Virgo, like Virgo energy is so much about like, you know, wanting to be of service to people, to the world, but also like accountability. And you've been talking about accountability, but Virgos, you know, they, they are known Mm. as like nurturers too. So it's like this nurturing way of asking people to take accountability. It's like, we're going to heal, but we're also not going to take the BS. Like we're going to be honest. We're going to be transparent about it, but we're going to like heal and make steps forward in like this way that is still nourishing and just like good for everybody so I really love that your Venus being so much about aesthetics is in Virgo and it just really like yeah it just is that final piece of the puzzle that made me go oh like it really gives me um like that final picture oh that's so insightful thank you for sharing that I've never had a professional reading I don't think so like thank you that this is it I'm really going to carry that with me. Very insightful. Thank you. Yes, of course. And so, oh, and I'm honored. I'm honored to, you know, to share your magic and just reflect it and be a mirror back to you because (laughs) as Leos, that's what we love to do. That is what we do. We do it well. We're hype people. We really are. We love to hype people up. We're words of affirmation people. And I was just curious, like, do you deeply resonate with your sun sign to the point where you just see it play out in your life dramatically like I know you already mentioned musician seamstress in your family um Mm -hmm. but in your personal life growing up have you just been like of course like this is such a Leo experience (laughs) yeah absolutely like and my friends always say oh she's such a Leo I think with my whole I've always loved like I said you said my intro I it's like living loudly online I've always loved being online I think of like the online space as my stage in many ways I I love performing I love musical theater as well as a child <gasps> yes, so, same. yeah like it and I still do to be quite honest you know give me a stage and I'll stand on it and actually Ella who connected as mentioned about I this this year I won last year I won the Britney Spears lip sync champion at a gay bar here in London so like there's a stage I'm there like I'm there on the stage but I think interestingly as I've gotten older as well I've delved more into my Scorpio side and I can resonate that resonates more and more with me but definitely like the the childlike sense of wonder that I have like I love to make people laugh um and I I love to you know being bold being extravagant I, I I definitely feel that in my my Leo energy for sure and I will also add though that I had a bit of a complicated relationship with astrology as well where I felt during the pandemic um, and I, I moved abroad as well during the pandemic for a while that's another story but I was like really using astrology as a crutch and mm-hmm. I realized it wasn't in a health and I started to question 
am I like, is this really me? Or am I like, because I know I'm a Leo, am I being this way deliberately? So I did take, take some time. Like I took a break from astrology because I didn't, I didn't want it to define my identity, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, you're, no, you're, you're a Leo. Like, and there are so <laughs> many, there are so many ways, like even in, in dating as well, where I'm like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask the guy a sign, but there's, there's always, I'm not going to reveal what the, what the pattern is that I go for, but <laughs> not about to out myself that way. But I, without even checking, I'm like, oh, they're, they're this sign. Like, oh, damn, like astrology is real. So like, like you say, like I, I did take a breather back from astrology, but it, it kind of always like, I don't know, has always rung true for me. Yeah. And like kind of boomerang back, but I, I really just want to like honor that you took a break from it. Cause I totally know what you mean where sometimes it's like, is this a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like that kind of mind F like where you're just like, mm-hmm. am I acting this way because it's affirming my identity or was I already like this? And then it does just describe me. It kind of does mm-hmm. have that, but really like astrology is just like a tool to like reflect back us and I always I am a proponent though of taking a break from it because I totally get that like sometimes we just want to we just want to explore um and if anything ever feels like a box even something as beloved to me as astrology I'm just like you know what take that breather come back to it and I think that it's it is even more magical that like you took that break from it and then it really affirmed like no like this is me I am truly this bold audacious and powerful and vibrant like that is me and then you could return to it feeling like this clean energy of like okay like yeah. I'm, I'm in my power like I'm not relying on this mm-hmm. like this is my throne not my crutch you know yeah oh I love that yeah this is my throne not my crutch absolutely yeah and yeah I'd, I'd say that to anyone listening with astrology like if you feel it's important to be to be aware of that if you feel like it's a lot and you lean on it it's okay. It will always be there for you whenever you want. So yeah, thank you for giving me that space to express that. Yeah, of course. And okay, lastly, self-expression is such a key part of being a Leo, for sure. And also inner child healing, I would say. I think it goes hand in hand. Mm. So like, I know that you mentioned um, all of your different passions, but what is your favorite passion um, besides style? And you can also mention things Mm. you do with style. Um, that you utilize to express that creativity, to bring that creative Leo force energy out into the world and everyone could hear your creativity roar. So lately I've actually been exploring ways of self create uh, self-expression that are offline, been very intentional about that as much as I've said, you know, I, I'm really glad that my reels and my content resonates with you and I love creating content, but Lately, I've been wanting to experiment with how it feels to create content for no audience. So I've been doing a lot. I don't want to call it art journaling, but I've always loved journaling and loved writing, but I kind of wanted to shake it up. So I'm doing this, like my own brand of it, where I'm like taking magazine clippings, like, you know, taking it back to the times before social media and yes. you know, on, on the way home, I'll, I'll pick up a newspaper and cut out a headline and then stick it in and then write about, you know, something that happened in the news or I went out to a meal with my family. So I keep the receipt and I glue it in and I write about, you know, what, what happened and the meal I had. And, you know, I, I'm very much enjoying that at the moment, you know, stickers and washi tape and just like messing around with it. And I'm being very intentional about not posting it online. I just want it to be a space for me. And I think it's carving out that space for someone who is a Leo and loves an audience. It's really interesting to have that space. So lately, 
it's been about that but yeah of course I love I love making reels I love um making content that's just fun really you know it doesn't I like my content to have a message and, and encourage people to think about fashion differently but also I just like to sometimes just be a bit funny and I think that's important too and there's a space for that um like you say in girl boss culture it doesn't always have to have a you know a meaning or about growing followers or anything like that it's important to just do things for you as well um and any other ways I um like I'm in an experimental phase I guess I'm going to a burlesque class on Sunday I've never been Amazing. to one so experimenting <laughs> if there was just like a little portal I would like to to where you're at I would I would go I would go with I you. would love that Ariel I would love that maybe one day maybe one day yes. I'll come to I maybe, see that in my future. Maybe one day I'll go to the UK. Like that would be amazing. Mm, oh, please come to London. Oh, are you based in London specifically? I'm okay. in London, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I've been London's been on my one of my dream destinations list for a long time. So definitely mm. would love that so much because I I feel like um I very high key relate to like your life experiences. There's a lot of synchronicities. Um, in our journeys and especially with our relationship with creativity too that you were saying like as a Leo like having your own and I think in general as a creative um, having your own practice of creativity outside of people viewing it outside of an audience is really important because I think that sometimes it could skew like the output of like what we actually put out because if we're thinking okay how is this going to be received um and like how will people look at this versus mm -hmm. our own creative gaze um mm -hmm. it really it really kind of changes it and shifts it and it might reflect something new back to us that we hadn't That's seen true. in ourselves before um and I also think it's important to um just be okay with sucking at things and trying new things because yeah. there's definitely like some passions I return to where I grew up dancing and I still love to dance and I returned to it uh, last year and I was like, wow, I cannot do what 18-year-old me did with the splits and all that <laughs> anymore. But yet it was still just as nourishing to my heart space. Yeah. So I think that, yes, I, everyone should have their own creative practice outside of performance, um, especially if you have Leo Scorpio, because I feel like when you specifically have Leo Scorpio energy together, there is this interesting push-pull dichotomy of like privacy versus performance that we always have to yeah. contend with mm, yeah that that's been resonating more and more as well as I've gotten older I think so yeah I'm glad you relate to it and what you said there but it's so important to look silly I think sometimes and just just get things wrong and, and learn from it yeah there's something healing for our inner child where it's just like what if this mm. was frivolous and fun and what if that's what makes it worthwhile mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Low stakes and Low stakes. it looks the worst that can happen. And I think it's the same with fashion. You know, wear the dress that you've been scared to wear, wear that top, wear an unexpected combination. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, you can come home and take it off. Like it's not, it's not that deep. Yeah. It's like interesting because with our Leo Scorpio, it's very like, it's not that deep. And in it being not that deep, there's a deep transformation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't I know that? <laughs> Where it's like, just have fun. And then when you just have fun, you'll have all of this healing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So any last parting messages for the listeners? I've loved having you on here and just learning more about you, getting to know you. And thank you for everything you've shared with us. 
Oh, I'm waiting for you in London, Ariel. I'll come show you show you around. We can go vintage shopping. We can <gasps> yes. shoot content. We can make reels. We can just have a fun old time and we can do something silly like a burlesque class or I don't know, something. But um come and say hi to me if anyone's listening on on Instagram and TikTok. I'm on Instagram at the Sinead Khan. Believe it or not, there is another Sinead Khan, which is really, like, really surprising. Yeah, because my name is very unique because my first name is Irish and my last name is my surname is like as South Asian as you can get. My parents just like the name. I'm not actually Irish. But yeah, anyway, so there is two Sinead Khans in the world. And on Instagram, I'm the Sinead Khan. And I'm on TikTok, just Sinead Khan. So definitely come and say hi. Um, let me know if the podcast brought you to me. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you in my little fashion community. Yes, reach out to Sinead. You will definitely want to follow her both on Instagram and TikTok. Hit her up. If you ever use some of the tips, especially, um, yeah, send a DM her way. And I will definitely be visiting in London. Like, that sounds like such a fun time. And we could shoot content. And vintage shopping sounds absolutely divine. And Ella has to come too. And of course, Ella. Ella. Yes, Ella. (laughs) I've known Ella for like two years now. We've been working together and I've yet to meet her in person. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so special. Like, I'd love to meet her one day, hopefully. Yes. She's listening to this now, but yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for your time and yeah, for sharing in this uh, Leo magic with me. The pleasure. Absolute pleasure. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Burney is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.